How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome to part two of our Bears Draft Recap. Recap. I am your host, Little Wit, joined by my fellow Bears brothers, Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano, and we're sitting down with our good pal from the Sun-Times, Adam Johns. Adam, thank you for joining us today. I know you just got back from uh, T-ball practice that was uh, <laughs> testing your patience, but uh, in short, is it going okay? Hey, hey we're going to have a good season. I-, I think we may go undefeated, just like everybody else in the league this year. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Nothing wrong with a league full of undefeated four, three, four, five-year-olds. I don't know what the age group is for yours, but uh, yeah, I just had my first T-ball practice on Saturday uh, last week. And yeah, like you said, there's a definitely test your patience a little bit, but uh, it's okay. We're all going to get there. But You're uh, out there for the kids. You're on the sun. It's it's good. It's going to get them active, right? Get them off the video games. Get them out in the field. Get dirty. Exactly. Exactly. It's been a lot of fun. And with the weather being like it has been today, it's it's been a definite added bonus. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. About time, by the way. I know it's been a little delayed, uh, long overdue, and I'm finally glad it seems like we're over that extended winter that we've been going through so far this year. But Adam, uh, we just have about a handful of questions or so. You about ready to get in? Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and begin. And I really felt like with the first four picks that the Bears got players that they were high on and that uh, different people within the organization got like one of what I'm going to call their guys, right? Vic Fangio got Roquan Smith, uh, Harry Heastan, he got James Daniels, Matt Nagy, he got his number one wide receiver, Anthony Miller, and Ryan Pace, uh, when he was asked after the on Saturday night about Iggy, I said he was gushing. It was like the smile on his face was so genuine. I've never seen Ryan Pace smile that big, and Ryan Pace usually smiles a lot, but um, I think there's a lot of talk in, inside of Hallis Hall about everyone being united with these decisions, and I want to know, Adam, like in your opinion, like how important is the – is it that the Bears have found a way to make everyone happy and bring in players that the coaches are really passionate about and that they believe that they can really work with? <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were going to give Iggy's real name a shot. To, no, know. no, not today. <laughs> give me a month. I, I Don't worry, I can't do it. I'll never call him. I'll, it's always going to be Iggy uh, <laughs> to me. But you're right noticing the, the way, just the, the big smile in terms of how Ryan Pace uh, talked with him. And in terms of your point, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Uh, but, look, you talked to Matt Nagy. Roquan Smith is a guy he, he loved, too. This is a guy who's – you talk to Matt Nagy, he's always talking about matchups, and he wants to create matchup problems for the defense. You know what? Roquan Smith is a matchup problem for his offense. He's a guy who could run with a tree cone in certain circumstances. He could run with an Adam Shaheen down 
uh, the slot down the seam. He can do so many different things in the, the modern NFL. So Matt Nagy, I mean, he was smiling emphatically about the, the selection of Roquan Smith because mm-hmm. he knows how important a modern-day linebacker is. So, yes, of course, Vic Fangio probably did a little dance when Roquan Smith was selected. But, it, look, Matt Nagy, very high on that player. And, I, again, I just think he fits the modern NFL so well. So Nagy has a great idea of how beneficial he can be for Vic Fangio's defense. Uh, the second round, I absolutely love the second round of the Bears draft. Uh, obviously, Nagy should be thrilled about what they got. I think Anthony Miller might be my favorite pick. Sure. I just like the way the guy plays. I love the way the guy plays. Every play, I, it seems like it's his last. He, doesn't, he, he risks his body. He, he makes these acrobatic catches. He's willing to fight for space. He's not af- afraid to get into it. Love the first three picks. Yeah, yeah you can debate all you want in, in terms of, of Viggy or whatnot. I think he t- could turn out to be a fine player. But, but yes – in terms of the the way it started for the Bears, uh, they should feel very enthusiastic by by what they landed in this year's draft class. Yeah, you know it's interesting. You brought up Miller just a little bit. I saw in his Instagram story today. Uh, he just uh, he had a clip. Uh, I don't know where it was. What game it was against? It was him at Memphis, and he drove a whole guy through the back of the end zone, run blocking like legitly like fifteen yards. Just blew him, threw him down to the sidelines, and got up. And of course, in his uh, typical fashion, kind of got in his face. But yeah, it's just like an attitude that I just I'm excited to bring into the Bears wide receiver. Absolutely, sure. he totally has it. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it attitude come get some attitude and he wants to bring it to you he's an in your face type of player i think that really fits the persona that ryan pace is trying to build roquan smith on the other side of the ball fits that persona kyle long cody white here cody white here is like the nicest human being off the field but you <laughs> hear some of the stories when he's in those trenches ask eddie goldman about him he, he is a nasty player up front so the the, the bears seem to there's a persona being created i, I think here recently in terms of the last few draft classes, especially the guys the Bears have drafted, they all seem to have some of the same personality traits. That's interesting. I would have never like pegged Cody Whitehair to be like mean, I guess. I don't know. He just doesn't <laughs> look that way. Uh, but so, so after the draft, you have the undrafted free agency period and Ryan Pace has hit on uh, some of those guys uh, lately in his past since he's been here, Bryce Callahan, uh, Cameron Meredith, Roy Robertson Harris, just to name a few uh, looking at some of the guys here that we have, do you, uh, are there any guys that you'd like to have the best chance of making the roster and possibly making an impact in 2018? It's the kid from Dubuque, the defensive back, Michael Joseph, local yep. kid. As we go high school, everybody's familiar with uh, as we go. Um, he, he has the size. He has the story, too. Uh, I don't mean to go to bring up John Fox to you guys, but oh, John man. Fox, if, if there's one thing that Ryan Pace and John Fox – uh, valued similarly in players. It was that they, they loved the chip on the shoulder guys, the guys who had something to prove. Joseph fits that mold. He, he, he's going to have that coming from a D3 program. Obviously, he's been tested some of the all-star games uh, this, this offseason and whatnot. Um, I, I think he could be a player. He has the size, the speed, the measurables you want. He definitely has the, the demeanor. I think 
it helped that he was a local kid. And I think he could be like your next Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith, an undrafted kid, St. Joseph High School, obviously turned out to be a pretty good NFL player. I see that in Michael Joseph. So, Adam, each day of the draft, we went live to break down the prospects of each pick. And while we were live breaking down the Bears' fourth-round draft pick, and I'm going to try this out, uh, Joel Iyebuniwe. I think that's how, I think that's how you do it. it. Uh, Iggy, for, for sure, for, you know, I mean, that's just what I'm probably going to call him as well. But uh, I eventually came to the realization that the pick may have been made to be the future successor for Danny Trevathan. And I saw that you had a tweet later on, or probably around the same time, also saying similar things. Um when the pick was made, were you surprised at all? Especially because, again, the Bears at that point did not address the edge outside linebacker position. And, of course, this was a pick that was making Bears Twitter just go insane at the moment. So what was your overall thoughts of the pick? And just, yeah, what are some overall thoughts? Well, if you look at the, the selection, and I'm going to try to pull it up here real quick. I don't know if you guys got it up. But there was a couple pass. There was a pass rusher took, taken right before him and a pass rusher taken right after him. Uh, I think the Lions actually jumped the Bears to take a pass rusher as well. So I don't know how things would have played out if that guy falls to the Bears, but obviously the Lions, when you know, all, all teams scout the other team's needs. So they obviously see outside linebacker like we all do as a need for the Bears. So obviously the Lions made that move to get in front of the Bears. Now, my favorite thing about the Iggy pick, and I'm not going to try to get his name right like, like you did, Nick, but like, <laughs> I like – that there, like his pick was met with like some nastiness on Twitter. Like people didn't like it. You got another kind of like a small school guy didn't play major competition. They need a pass rusher. It's another Ryan Pace reach. Whatever. At least give the kid a chance. I'm almost rooting for him now because of all the nastiness that kind of was out there, as, as we call in the Hulk and Jaws podcast, Twitter land. So I, I'm I'm all for this <laughs> for, for for this guy. Uh, becoming something everybody's thinking he could be like a special teamer oh well he should be a special teamer in, in year one what's he going to be in year two when Danny Trevathan may or may not be here again he has two years left you can get out of the contract right now and save yourself some money obviously you get out of it again next year and save yourself some more money this is a guy who, who uh, he's kind of a lesser Roquan Smith right very productive in college can go sideline to sideline he's got some speed and Vic Fangio likes the guy Roquan Smith, Angel loves that guy. So I think we should all give him a, ch a chance. Uh, I know some people don't like to pick on Twitter because you have this need for pass rusher. But, but here's a point I made on, on our podcast the other day. I think people are kind of underestimating how much pressure – Vic Fangio can manufacture from, from different ways. Uh, I mean, Leonard Floyd missed a lot of games last year. Willie Young didn't even play. I mean, Will Lamar Houston is a shell of his former self. Mm -hmm. They're still top 10 in sacks. I think they're like, they, they finished number seven. A lot of those were the inside linebackers. There was some nickelbacks blitzing. There was a lot of interior pressure from Akeem Hicks. That pass rush will show up in different ways. And Vic Fangio. I mean, guys, we've seen it. He can manufacture. He can they can dial up some blitzes and some different types of pressures to get after the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And Iggy yeah. could be part of that. So that's what I was getting to. I mean, Iggy go. with with the speed. I mean, he has that in his background. He could be part of that for Vic Fangio. Yeah, I mean, hopefully so. I mean, Iggy, I think if he can step in into a role like a you know like a hybrid role this year and maybe step in like you said next year if they want to exit the Danny Trevathan contract, that would be that would be huge for the Bears, especially to get some younger Trevathan too. He's missed a lot of time here since his, uh, ever since yeah. he arrived here in Chicago, so that's something to worry about as well. Absolutely. I, again, everybody latches on uh, to certain players and look, Danny Trevathan 
he's been a very good linebacker, very good signing um, overall, especially compared to like a Jarrell Freeman. But you know what? He was a John Fox guy. And this is a team that wants to get younger. They, they made a concerted effort to find younger guys. Now, Danny Trevathan, he's, he's a couple years away from 30. I think he's going to be 29 um, before the season. But you're right. Those, that injury history here. He's not played a full 16-game season here. Yep. You need some durability in the middle of your defense. You need some youth in the middle of your defense. Danny Trevathan's a very good player, but obviously the Bears are planning for the, the eventual for the, the turnover. That's what, which, it's what you're going to have. Yeah, and you know, at least the foresight is refreshing to have. We're not waiting until after the fact to you know fill the void. We're trying to do it now, which is, of course, which at least should excite some Bears fans. But I want to move on to the Bilal Nichols pick because the more I think about it, I think this pick has uh, multiple benefits. And I want to know where you think he might fit, right? Nose, because I know he played nose at Delaware, but I, th- I see him more as like a five-tech here in the NFL, maybe both, uh, depending on the package. Um, but do you believe this pick is going to directly help Roquan Smith like I do? Because I see Nichols as a space eater, someone who's going to help keep Smith clean at the second level, allowing him to kind of roam free, diagnose and blow up plays, which is kind of like how he excels when he doesn't get those offensive linemen uh, running free right at him, right? Absolutely. Like Vic Fangio's defense completely flows to those linebackers, and it starts up front. You need your Eddie Goldman your Akeem Hicks, he did some blockers. And guys, Mitch Onrein had a heck of a season last right. year. Like, yeah, I get it, he's a John Fox guy. The odds of him returning were slim because he's a Fox guy because he's over 30, yada, yada, yada. But he, he was uh, a better than serviceable player last year. Now, his, his play fluctuated. I thought Jonathan Bullard took some steps. I thought Roy Robertson Harris. He definitely flashed. And those two guys, Bullard and Roy Robertson-Harris, they're, they're the two guys in front of Nichols right now on the depth chart. Uh, they're the guys who need to take the, the starter step. They're going to get those starters reps. They're, they're going to be in the rotation. Nichols is the guy who has to chase them out of it. So I, I do like the pick. Uh, the Bears have kind of penciled them in as a five technique in their base package. But you're right. He is a space eater. He, he's a massive man. He is kind of built – I don't want to compare him to Akeem Hicks, but he's got the same – he's kind of built the same way. Yeah, now, can he yeah. do what Akeem Hicks did? I, I don't know. But you know what? It, it took Akeem Hicks to, to find his, his footing in the NFL for, for a couple of years and give this kid a couple of years to, to use his athletic traits to, to blossom into something. And the Bears could be on, into something if I think – and it's such an unsexy position. I mean, Akeem Hicks – he kind of sexifies it in, in sense, you know, <laughs> with his production. But in so many ways, you know, those guys up front, especially Eddie Goldman's in the world, you're just there to till, you know, fill two holes and, and you know, handle a couple blockers, get a couple double teams and do the dirty work. You know, Nichols seems to fit that mold for sure. You're right there. Mm-hmm. So speaking of pass rushers, uh, we were just talking with JJ Stankovitz about, uh, Possibly Nick Kwiatkowski moving to outside linebacker. Stank. You're talking to the stank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what are your thoughts on that uh, potential scenario? Like, do you th- like he plays better downhill? We see it with the the double A gap blitzes when Trevathan and Kwiatkowski are doing it. He seemed like he was able to play downhill much better than he does in coverage, in my opinion. So I think it's worth a shot. What, what's your opinion on yeah, that? He definitely brings a wall up. And like when he was drafted, and I watched a lot of his film and I compared him to Shane McClellan, especially early on when Shane McClellan was your Bears setting inside linebacker. And the problem with McClellan is that he seemed to to take the hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. whereas mm-hmm. Nick Kukowski delivered the hits. He just seemed right. to be more of a natural – he seemed to have more of a natural wallop to him, for, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, Nick Kukowski did a lot of different things at West Virginia. 
inside, outside. You know, he came off the edges a few times. He blitzed a lot, dropped back in the coverage. It's a pretty versatile chip. I, I think in terms of what Christian Jones became for the Bears, I think that's what Nick Wachowski's future is. And, and look, I don't think we should write him off by any means. Vic, uh, Vic Fangio still has a lot of faith in this player. And in terms of durability, that's been the biggest problem for Kukowski. He's been off the field just as much as Trevathan has. Uh, he has not been able to stack good practices, good games in a row. You know, he needs to get himself into better physical shape uh, to compete with your Roquan Smiths of the world now. So hopefully he gets this message. But I would not rule him out by any means. You know, by the end of the year last year, he was the one calling the plays. Well, Danny Trevathan right. was just doing, you know, his job. I mean, Nick Kukowski was was steering traffic back there. So obviously Vic Fangio uh, has some faith in him to some capacity. Yeah, hopefully uh, Nick Kukowski can't say healthy like you were saying, Adam. But uh, you and Hogue uh, were able to sit down with Ryan Pace on your latest podcast, which is some of we're trying to get on the Bears Brothers eventually. Ryan Pace, just putting that out there. That'd be amazing. <laughs> wink, but, uh, yeah, wink, wink, for sure. I'll but a good uh, word for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, but what was your biggest takeaway from the entire conversation? I, I'm always struck. I, I love the whole front office politicking that, that goes on between front offices. And um, I thought Pace seemed to be more at ease. Oh, yeah, Jason Light, good friend. You know, he, he told me about the trade, you know, so I had a heads up on it. And so it's like that, that type of inside information. And, look, it, I feel like there's some people in the Chicago media and elsewhere, especially nationally, that don't want to give Pace credit for, for whatever reason. But, you know, he's got a lot of friends across the league. A lot of people see what he's doing to the Bears, and I've always been under the impression that this was going to be a three to four draft rebuild. It obviously accelerated once you got the quarterback and Mitch Trubisky. But Nick, to go back to your question and what resonated with me, it was that just the the, the way he's comfortable. I I finally feel like I don't know if it's just with with Fox gone, but but he knows his place with this organization now. He's in his fourth year. He knows how to handle the phones. So I'm always, uh, I guess I'm always intrigued. I'm always curious about, you know, all the the conversations that go, go that go on amongst the GMs. And I, I thought it was kind of insightful to hear him, you know, at least divulge a little bit of information. Would you guys, uh, I know Chris Ballard actually let some of the media members inside of the, the war room. Would you guys be like, is that like something that you guys would be, down to do obviously i mean be in that atmosphere for the first time ever i mean is that something that you would be open to doing oh i would absolutely <laughs> love to do that but uh, like the bears have their ways you know maybe they, they see the colts doing it and it's something they consider you know after the fact um ryan pace did make his, his rounds media wise after the draft you know doing mully and hanley and, mm -hmm. and doing uh espn as well cap and company and then they did us uh Hogan John's podcast. So he made his rounds. Um, I think he's going to be more vocal this year. Um, so there will be a little bit more transparency, especially from the top in Ryan Pace. I think that's going to be a new thing this year. And even uh, Matt Nagy himself is a lot more transparent, uh, at least a little bit more informative than John Fox was. So you'll get better answers there. But I think you'll hear more uh, from Ryan Pace. That may not be him walking you around House Hall and showing you his draft board, but <laughs> I, I think you'll hear more. Uh, from him into, uh, publicly, whether it's press conferences or, or, or whatnot. For or whatnot. sure. Yeah. Know, coming on the podcast one day, maybe. We'll get there. We have dreams. We have aspirations. We will work towards them. But, uh, Adam, you mentioned a rebuild. And just quickly, yes or no, I want to know your opinion. Is it over? 
It's on the phase two. All right. All right. <laughs> it, 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 it's different now because you got Trubisky. You, you, you literally have a centerpiece. Now, you literally have someone to, to build around. That was not Mike Lennon. That was not Jay Cutler. And, you know, you look back at those drafts. You know, he tried to get up. Face tried to get up to get Marcus Mariota. Cost wasn't going to work, right? He tried to move up to get Carson Wentz. Um, the Eagles kind of beat him to it and spent a, a lot of draft capital to do it. So finally, when he's in position, he, he's got the third pick. He's close. You know, he wants to get closer just in case. He finally does it. So it took a little bit longer for him to get that quarterback to make that big move. But now he's finally got that quarterback to build around. That was not Jay. That was not Mike Lennon. They were just – look, Cutler's time had to end. Mike Glennon, he, he was supposed to get a year, got four games, whatever. <laughs> you finally have a quarterback to build around. And I thought you saw a difference in terms of spending and who he targeted in free agency. Uh, in terms of Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel, then he had the draft picks. It Everything changed once Mitch Trubisky came here. Yeah, no doubt about it. And real quick, I know uh, you talked about the Ryan Pace podcast. I just want to let our listeners know, definitely check that one out. It's one of the best podcasts. Hogan Johns is one of the best podcasts. They are the best Bears podcast. I can say that I can admit that they're someone who we look forward to, someone that we try to emulate. But definitely check them out if by some reason you don't already, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, definitely check out Hogan Johns, especially that last episode with Ryan Pace. But don't turn us off yet. Just wait until the episode's <laughs> over. And head over to their podcast. But yeah. I appreciate it, man. You didn't have to do that. Thank hey, Adam, what's with, what's with the Twitter, the, the bird? that I was driving home oh. from work, and that bird came out of nowhere. <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. You should be right next to it with the, the headset on when, when he found that. So literally, as I'm going on another rant, as I always do on that, that <laughs> podcast, he's searching for something on his iPad, and all of a sudden, he just hits a button. Boom. We have all these loud tweets, and then he would not stop hitting the button. So <laughs> no, Hogue was loving that button. Is that going to be something we're going to hear in future Hogan John's podcasts? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. So when we start prepared. talking about Twitter and whatever, yeah, social media. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> awesome. We got, we got a new staple over there. I like it. All right. So I want to look all the way to July, all the way to training camp. And I want to know, like, what position battles are you looking forward to the most? And please tell me, Adam, that it's going to be Patrick O'Donnell versus the undrafted free agent, Ryan Winslow. A good punting battle. Never hurts anyone. I, I think Megan might have his pump back this year or something like that. Um, uh, oh, the wide receiver. What, what's Kevin White going to do? Uh, look, he, he is arguably your fourth or fifth receiver right now on the roster. Obviously, the Bears are going to give him a shot. But you know what? They've really given him a shot a, a couple of times, and then they gave him a shot in the mouth by drafting Anthony Miller and signing Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. So, look, he is up against it. I don't think they're going to cut him, uh, but God, you, you never know sometimes. There, there's been a lot of other surprises that have come about, not only in the Bears but across the league. That's who I'm watching, number one. That's the, the most – in terms of – deepness and talent and variety of talents uh wide receiver stands out to me i want to see who, who kind of emerges uh as a pass rusher of course leonard floyd is there but what what what's what type of shape is aaron lynch in can can isaiah irving really be that player we saw in the preseason last year uh who right. else are they are they, they going to sign and uh, you know is, is howard jones the the player that the tampa bay buccaneers had a couple years ago who had eight or five or eight sacks whatever it was so that's an intriguing competition just because you need somebody to emerge and be an option for them on the outside. So if I had to pick one side of the ball or, or a position from either side, yes, it's receiver and pass rusher. 
I like it. All right, so one more question for you, then we'll go ahead and let you go. And just real quick, you know, I know you've been doing a bunch of research on all of the Bears draft picks. Can you maybe share uh, to our listeners maybe like one interesting nugget that you found about any of them? Any fun personal facts or maybe interesting stories that kind of stuck with you? Interesting stories. Well, everybody knows about the Anthony Miller letter. Um, James Daniels played against Mr. Trubisky in high school. You guys heard that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Roquan Smith, Doug ditches and drill or holes and the ground. I don't know what he did. He was just digging something for, for, for Wells or something in Georgia. So there's some of your fun facts. Uh, I haven't really delved deep too much into the, the, the later round guys. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by, uh, what's his name? Javon Wims. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't played much basketball. Uh, he's played, he's played basketball, but he hasn't played much uh, football uh, for a guy who's a leading receiver on the national championship team. Um, I mean, that's another guy who could give Kevin White a run for his money, but I'm, I'm really searching my head right now for, for some fun facts. Um, oh, you're fine. Hey, I'll take it a different direction real quick. Wims, you just mentioned him. I know you're getting uh, in a little bit more of these later round prospects. When we were breaking it down live, at first, when we were looking at him and we're watching some film, I was like, he can be a guy that maybe can sit in a practice squad for a year. But the more I watch him, the more I worry that he'd be poached if uh, we did that. What do you think his chances are of actually making the 53-man roster? You know what? Sometimes you're, you're always... Like, you could sneak guys onto your practice squad roster. Like, the, the, the team I would be uh, worried about in terms of, like, stealing him would maybe be the Broncos because they would see more of them having those joint practices out there in Englewood, Colorado. Like, the, the Bears did it a couple of years ago with Craven LeBlanc. You know, they saw right. a lot of them at the Patriots practices. They waved him, you know, to get whittled down their roster, and the Bears – claimed them and you know and, and the Patriots wanted to put him on the, on his practice squad so I would think the Broncos would come to mind but I think they just drafted two receivers as well so um he could be safe you, you can always kind of sneak guys onto your, your roster I mean who knows maybe he suffers like a sprained groin or something and you could redshirt him like they did with Jordan Morgan last year there we go uh, you know that, that happens uh as well but yeah there always there always is a fear but I think you're always surprised at what what type of guys can sneak through to your practice squad? All right, yeah, good stuff there, Adam. Thank you so much. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Adam, I want to thank you again uh, taking the time to join us tonight. You know, Always I appreciate fun, you taking the time uh, coming on. I know our listeners do as well. And just let Adam know, uh, Adam Hogue, that we're still waiting for the official crossover <laughs> episode. I really think we can give the Flintstones and the Jetsons a run for its money. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I-, I thought the Infinity War was the ultimate crossover, as they were saying, right? Isn't that the, the internet tells you? <laughs> Nick? Oh, yeah. I mean, have you seen it, Adam? No. No, no, do not say a word. Good, I, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, definitely go see. It. You better see it this weekend before someone spoils. I mean, you're on you're on social media all the time. I mean, Dude, it's gonna end there, up happening. There are you can't go to Yahoo.com with seeing <laughs> you know spoilers. But yes, don't say a word. I'm going to go I, see the movie. I've already seen it twice. You gotta go see it. Yeah, well, it's on the agenda. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, there we go, Bears fans. Uh, th- this is going to be the last time you actually hear from me uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, my wife and I, we're going to be taking a couple of weeks vacation starting on Thursday. So next week will be Nick and Brandon. They're going to find something for uh, you guys. Don't worry. You guys are in good hands. So stay tuned for that. But I'm going to talk to you all in mid-May. But until then, take care and bear down, Chicago. <laughs>
from your big bear hugs to the little notes you leave in your kids' lunches. It's already obvious you're an amazing mom. But there's one thing you can do to be even more amazing. Quit smoking. Because when you quit, not only does your risk of heart attack, stroke, and lung cancer decrease, your kid's risk of asthma, bronchitis, and ear infection does too. It's a win-win. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit quitlineiowa.org for a quit plan that's right for you. Quit for you. Quit for them. Brought to you by the Iowa Department of Public Health. 